soul binge podcast a podcast where we talk about what the soul needs to make it to survive and to thrive haven't heard that little intro in a while uh we are on episode what is it 17 good lord um thank you for listening if you've listened all the way up till now maybe this is your first listen it's gonna be a good one for you hopefully uh talking about a very important and pertinent conversation today something I think is very relevant to the time that we are all in right now. Uh, maybe something that would be valuable to discuss regardless of the times, but due to the fact that we are obviously dealing with situation after situation in the year of 2020, um, this part of the problem I think is definitely worth talking about. We don't want to just stay inherently negative though. We are of course going to turn it around, flip it all around, hopefully at some point in the beginning, middle, or end of this episode to I guess speak on how the soul itself, who you are on the inside, the person you are really, the person that you're supposed to be becoming all the time, developing and growing, how we can take the issues of instant gratification, the issue of instant determination, and then just the overall problem of truth, if you will, um, we're going to look at the way that maybe the soul, a few ways hopefully, that the soul can benefit from at least talking about these things. Um, I don't think it really does anyone any good to know that there's a problem and never speak on it. I think that it also does little for the valuable efforts of uh, trying to overly talk about a certain problem and never solutions for those problems. But at the same time, we're all in this together. Uh, most of y'all know that know me know that I drive for uh, rideshare, Uber, Lyft, whatever. Um, a lot of times it's over the weekends here in San Antonio, and I was actually recently in a conversation with a passenger, a gentleman who whenever we were going through the process of just talking about everything going on in today's world, a lot of good conversation came out from it, and so I wanted to sort of share some of what came out in that conversation on today's episode. Um, but before we get going, if you follow us already, we appreciate it. But if you don't, you can follow us on Facebook at Soul Binge Podcast, as well at Soul Binge Podcast on Instagram. For Twitter, it would be just at Soul Binge. If you are on any of those platforms, we try and keep those active and pressing forward with good information and updates for when these episodes get released. Um, we release them every Sunday, and then of course they are available on Apple, Spotify, and Anchor. Maybe a few other places too, I gotta look that in. Look, look gotta look that up. But um, for today, I wanted to start off with a, maybe a silly quote. I don't know if it's funny or not, I'll let you decide that, but um, here it is. It says this, Right here it says, my major form of exercise, or my most common form of exercise, is jumping to conclusions. Very, very funny. Great job. Awesome job, Jared. You did it. You did it. You're a comedian through and through. You're a genius. Um, no. So, 
this is very important. This is a very important thing. My major form, my most popular form of exercise is jumping to conclusions. How many of you jump to conclusions? I know I sure do. Uh, at some certain points in the uh, whole process of doing this podcast, I've jumped to plenty of conclusions throughout the 17 episodes we've recorded. Um, whether it's an interview or if it's a longer episode, a shorter one, I've ran into the conclusion jumping process where I'm like, dude, no one's even going to listen to this. We should just cut it off, turn it off, shut it off, quit recording. We're not, you know, maybe getting the feedback we were looking for. Um, maybe people don't really like it when they do listen to it. Maybe people just aren't listening in the first place, whatever. And then I had to be sort of reminded of something, two things really, just from that one thought. And it happens frequently. I'm not saying that I'm just all the time constantly negative about doing the podcast. Otherwise, I would just, I would quit. I would just stop. Um, and the world would continue to press forward. But the, um, the 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 first thing that I'm reminded of whenever I tell myself these things, oh, people aren't listening anyway. I'm you know I'll jump to that conclusion that by the end of this, it's not going to matter. Blah blah blah. The first thing is this, and maybe this is a little selfish, but I do this podcast for me. You understand that I do this for me. It's my soul that I want to see growth for and in and of and with and whatever else. It's my own growth and development and the becoming of who I am really or who I was meant to be all the time. Um, common idea is to say something like, I'm not the boy that I once was, but I'm not the man that I'll become. Like That type of idea is really the flesh and blood of this podcast per se. But I don't do this necessarily because I'm some you know podcast personality that everyone would recognize or anything like that. I do it because there are certain things, like, for example, the issue of humility we talked about on last week's episode. Um, you know, when we've talked about the issues of, of fear in your own prayer life, like we did early on when we started this. Like, different different things like that. These are topics that are real to me and real for me. I am not saying that I don't want you to listen in. I'm not saying that I don't want you to take what's being said and apply it if it applies to you. I would love for you to be able to do that. I want to grow, I want to grow together with other people who are seeking to grow or growing to seek, however you want to say it. But I do it because because I am lacking in areas that I want to see improvement on. And, and I think that's everybody. I'm not just trying to throw everyone in the same basket necessarily. Um, but that's the whole point of doing this, having another resource available. Number one, for me to not just get some ranting and rambling out of the way, but... Um, while it may accomplish that even still, you know, it's so that I can flesh out some of these ideas and thoughts that are rolling around in my noggin and maybe they'll apply for you too. The, of course, the goal there is that if it applies for you as well, that you would apply it. If it applies to you, then apply it. And then we can move forward and grow together. That's the first thing I'm, not, I'm reminded of. I can't just always jump to the conclusion that all this is for nothing when the process of doing the thing is greater than the thing at the end of the day anyway. You know, like we've said before many times on this program, and I'll say it in the future, that life itself is not all about your destinations, but a lot of times it's about the journey you take to get there. It's cliche, it's silly, but it's the truth, okay? So deal with it. Um, and the second thing that I'm reminded of, whenever I say things to myself like, oh, no one's listening, I just kind of jump to that conclusion, 
I'm I'm also reminded of the problem of instant gratification. Now, this is a topic uh, moving right along that a lot of people have touched on before. A lot of people have ideas about it. Um, it's a problem. It's a big, big problem in Western civilization. Uh, across the world, I would say it's a pretty massive issue. Um, a lot of people have ideas. A lot of people have thoughts and opinions on maybe how to combat that issue of seeking after instant gratification but at the end of the day a lot of us are going to continue to struggle with that because of how deeply entrenched we are as a people and as a culture of folks that are just so obsessed i remember there was this comedian who i listened to that said basically you know if at one point you didn't know who or not who but if you at one point you didn't know where tom petty was from i'm not going to steal his joke but he essentially said that if you didn't know then you just didn't know. And he's talking about how, like, that's that's all there is to it, you know. And now you just roll out of bed, grab your phone, Google it. Where's Tom Petty from? Hmm, Florida. Okay, back to sleep. And there's no anticipation during the not knowing season to where now knowing feels the exact same as not knowing, and it's just kind of pointless, right? <laughs> and he kind of goes on and on and makes some funny jokes about that issue, but it's a real problem. It's a real problem that we deal with in today's world where because of instant gratification, we feel nothing when, we're, when we do find the answers that we're looking for, okay? That's the first thing that I got to point out in today's episode. There's really three major things. The first one is this. If you're writing stuff down, if you like to take notes like me, go ahead and write it down like this. Because of instant gratification, we will never have satisfaction. If we are stuck on instant gratification, we will never experience satisfaction. And I get that idea from a, a quote from Neil Maxwell, who says, says it like this, Never give up what you want most for what you want today. That's an incredible idea. Never give up on what you want the most just so that you can go and get what you want today. Never give up what you want most for what you want today. Neil Maxwell. It's an incredible idea. It's very, very, very real, very applicable for all of us. There are certain things that we want that we have to work for, that we have to strive after and put in blood, sweat, and tears to get it. But it would be easier just to get this thing over here and kind of just settle. Uh, don't, don't do that. Any chance that you have to not settle, don't settle. Because I promise you it's worth it in the end if you keep fighting for whatever it is that you're looking for. But because of instant gratification, it's a lot harder in these days to do that. The second thing is this. Because we have instant gratification as a problem, and this is a really a, a big point that I wanted to make. This has been on my mind a lot lately. Um, and I'll tell you why in a second. But, the, but because of instant gratification, we also deal with another residual impact of that that not a lot of people are talking about. The first one, everyone talks about it. Instant gratification, it's a bad thing. Everyone knows that everyone refers to that as being an inherently negative problem. But what people are not referring to, and hear me very clearly, what people are not pointing at is that because of instant gratification, we also suffer from instant determination. What the heck does that mean, Jared? Well, I'm so glad you asked person who sounds exactly like I do. Instant gratification is a problem. We all know it because then it's like, oh, you're never actually really satisfied or you'll settle because you'll settle for what you can have today versus waiting for what you really want. Like Neil Maxwell says, all that's well and good. But because we are stuck in the mode of having to be 
instantly gratified, we also have to determine things immediately as they happen to us. And I am sorry, but that is so, 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 so big of a problem. I, I, I've said it this way before in our youth group that you could have a room full of 10 people. God does 17 miracles in that room full of 10 people for them all to witness. And still at least three or four would walk away and be interviewed immediately after it. And they would go, it was pretty cool, but I'd got to, you know, look into a little bit more because, you know, it probably wasn't what it looked like. Like that person isn't going to go look into it more and figure out what was really going on because the truth, which was right in front of them was not believable enough based, based off their pre-existing worldview or whatever you want to call it that they write it off and say that it's probably something I'm going to have to look into a little later. No, you just don't want to accept the truth for being what the truth is. Okay? You just don't want to accept the truth for being what the truth is because you've already determined that the thing in front of you isn't what it really is. You've determined it already. Uh, My son is almost four years old. And to this day, one of the most annoying things... Did you know that four-year-olds could be annoying? I didn't know if you knew that. But that's something that you should write down too. One of the most annoying things in the world is that he'll get whatever it is that my wife cooks him for dinner or we get him for dinner. And if he looks at it and if he doesn't think he's going to like it, he just immediately says, I don't like it. Before even trying it, he goes, no, I don't like this. We go, buddy, you haven't even tried it yet. No, I don't like it. You haven't even tried it. I don't like it. No, it's just like, bro, dude, quit making your determination before you actually have the experience with the thing. So many people have written off God and the church as being its own thing because of what they've predetermined and and they haven't experienced it for themselves to, to find out. And the funny thing really is that the phrase predetermined is actually completely absurd if you think about it. Really. Have you ever thought about the phrase predetermined? That is saying that I know for a fact the way that I'm going to feel about experiencing this thing before I experience it. Eh, <laughs> no, sir. No, 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 baby. It's not how it works at all. You don't know how that car is going to feel when you test drive it before test driving it. You don't know how those shoes are going to fit. You don't know how that chicken sandwich is going to taste. Son of mine, whose name I will not speak of. Anyone listening to this probably already knows his name. <laughs> but it's all good. Um, I Like, it's just, it's crazy to me. The, the concept of predetermination is just so silly. But we all do it all day long. We do it without even thinking about it. And it's because of the problem of instant gratification. It has bled and domino affected into this issue of predetermination. And it sucks. It sucks feeling stuck with your own opinion all the time. And it sucks feeling like because my opinion is what it is and I'm also a strong-willed person and I'm also blah, 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 blah. And I don't want to look like I don't know what I'm talking about. And I'm so afraid of everyone finding out that I don't know something that I'm just going to, instead of saying I don't know, I'm going to make myself look even more dumb. Like, it, it, it's crazy. And I, and I know I'm using harsh language right now, but it's true. People end up looking really silly, looking kind of dumb whenever they say, oh, well, that's what that is. And it's totally not what it is at all. Another comedian, why do I keep reference, referencing comedy today? Another comedian says, uh, talking about the fact that the male seahorse has the babies. 
he says, no, that was just some doctor who got it wrong, but he was too stuck up to admit it. He says, uh, it's like, oh, this one here is a male seahorse. And he goes, oh, hey, doctor, that one, that one's having a baby. He goes, well, Mel has a baby. And he just kind of goes on about that. I think it's so funny. <laughs> I think it's great how he, he's like, yeah, no, I'm just, uh, that's, that's what it is. The comedian even goes, and, and uh, also, uh, you're fired, you know. <laughs> it's great. But he he has his mind made up already, right? He has his mind made up to say, I know the way it's going to be and the way it is before I even know the way that it is. And that's just crazy to me. Um I've spoken pretty in general about that problem so far, and now we're going to get a little more specific when it comes to the issue of COVID-19. No, I'm not here to share my opinions because then I would be contradicting what I'm talking about by saying you shouldn't predetermine things before you know them. But what I am here to say about things like COVID-19 and things uh, like video footage of horrible things that are happening you know, sometimes you look at something and you think, you know, you, you pretty much can tell right away what it is. The issue of George Floyd, you can tell right away what's going on there. However, the same news outlet that shows you that but that footage of that video, if they turn right around and they say, we've determined that approximately this many people probably have died maybe from the virus, my problem with that is that it's very clear to me that nobody really knows how many people are really suffering from it. Nobody really knows the extent of how the suffering can appear and look, and yet everyone wants to walk around pretending to know exactly what the heck is going on with this virus. And it's honestly kind of annoying. It's really, really kind of getting old. If you ask me, I think that it's it's a problem when people continue to walk around pretending like they know what the heck's going on during a pandemic, something of which none of us who's alive today has ever experienced before. Or, maybe a little worse, people that are walking around demanding that they get answers. I get it. The The CDC and the government and the White House and everyone else who's in charge of this country running this place, yes, it is up to them to determine what is happening. But if you don't know what's happening, don't pretend to know what's happening. Have you ever heard the concept, and I'm sure I've shared it before on this on this show before, but have you ever heard of the concept that says that uh, those that know don't talk and those that talk don't know? Those that know don't talk and those that talk don't know. The people that are the loudest on your news channel that you prefer are the ones who know the least. I'm not trying to be offensive right now, but the ones who are speaking the loudest and saying, we know for sure that this is that... Blabberty bloom, flirberty derp. Like, those are the ones I know right away because of the way they're approaching it that they know the least. And I'm not saying that to be ugly. I'm not saying that to say that, you know, everyone's just a liar and whatever, whatever, whatever. I'm not saying that the virus isn't real either. I think it is very real. But I don't think that the numbers are real. And I am going to say that and walk away from it because I don't want to get too heavily mixed in and involved with that. But I don't think the numbers are real. I also don't think that a mask is going to save you. But I also don't think that wearing the mask is going to kill you. So put your mask on. It's the least you could do for your fellow neighbor. You do more in the area of accomplishing something by showing your neighbor that you support the health and protection of everyone around you than you do by trying to accomplish uh, this effort of sticking it to the man by not wearing your daggum mask. And I think that that's fair enough and good enough reason for me to put the thing on because... It's literally the least that you can do, but also at the same time, I 
don't believe personally that that creates in me a person who is totally in compliance and fallen in line with whatever is behind all this. Um, you know, I don't believe that at all. I don't think by wearing the mask that that means I've given away my freedoms as a person in America. But again, here I go on rants and rambles of my personal opinion, and I don't want to do that. Uh, I, I just want to make sense, and I want to grow with who I am on the inside and worry about the outside stuff later. And in the middle of trying to do that, it's very important to recognize that self uh, instant gratification is bad, along with predetermination. It's also pretty darn bad, too. The third thing, first one is instant gratification. Second one is instant or predetermination. Third one is the issue of truth. I referenced this at the beginning of the episode. This is something that is very important. Very important. Um, the issue of truth, there's a couple things wrong with truth, and I wanted to kind of approach it that way on purpose, but uh, before we do that, there is a, uh, a quote by Myra Kasim, and it says here, she, she wrote it like this, in the absence of information, we jump to the worst conclusions. We talked about jumping to conclusions earlier. In the absence of information, when there's no information, when you don't have the right stuff in front of you, you end up jumping to the worst conclusions. And that's a bad deal. That's a bad situation to be in. Um, the problem with truth is that it's truth. And if the wall is red, you can stand there and say that it's blue. But if it's not, then it's not. The problem with truth is that it's not relative. You can have your opinion, you can have your worldview, you can have your outlook, you can have your position, you can have your perspective and your perception and the way you see things and the experiences that have led you up till now, uh, the person that you are on the inside, your soul, who you are, who you're becoming, can look different than me, can sound different than me, can have a difference of opinion. But when it comes to certain truths, if not all truths, maybe, it's still the truth. It's still the truth. No matter how much you identify as someone wearing shoes, if your shoes are off, your shoes are off. And I know that sounds real simple, and I don't mean to overly simplify something that's majorly, majorly, majorly intense. Uh, that is the, the issue of truth. But it's important to recognize the fallacy there to say that one person can say that something is true and the other person can say that something else is true and both of you are right. I don't think so. I don't think that the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 40 whiners won the Super Bowl. It was the Chiefs, baby. Yes, sir. Chiefs kingdom. Ten more years. Anyway, um, not the point. It was not both teams that won. Only one team won. You get it? Like it's there's there's a problem with truth in the fact that truth is not relative all the daggum time. Um my point for bringing that up whenever it comes to the predetermination thing is this. If you don't have information, and if you don't have enough information, or if you don't have reliable information, number one, you don't have to immediately fall in line with what makes the most sense to you, because your perspective might be wrong. You ever think about that? My perspective might be wrong. It probably is wrong in some areas. Um, but, but the thing with truth is like this, like, the, the the predetermination that something is something, blah, 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 without the right information means that you're going to almost every time create a truth that's not accurate, and therefore it's not even true. Therefore it's not even true. 
It says it this way in 2 Timothy chapter 3. And just listen to the way that this sounds. Maybe this is for my Christian listeners that are out there. But just listen in any way on this. Um, it says it in 2 Timothy 3. It says, You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times. For people will love themselves only and their money. Uh, they will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, and ungrateful. They will consider nothing as sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate uh, what is good. They will be cruel and they will hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride. I love how it says that, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. They put pleasure above God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. And then it says here, uh, stay away from people like that. They are the kind who work their way into people's homes and win the confidence of vulnerable people who are burdened with the guilt of sin and controlled by various desires. Such people are forever learning or forever following new teachings, but they are never able to come to the knowledge and understanding of truth. Can you please, please, I implore you to find a section of Scripture that is more pertinent and relevant to today's day and age than 2 Timothy 3, 1-7. Please find something that's more on the nose with what's going on today. I almost can guarantee you that you can't find it. People are going to do this. People are going to do that. They're going to be full of pride. They're going to love money. They're going to love themselves. They're going to value pleasure above God. They're going to hate what is good, be reckless, be cruel, be betraying their friends. Uh, they're going to they're gonna have no self-control. They're going to try and attack vulnerable people who are burdened by the issue and guilt of sin. And these people are always, always learning, always following new teaching, but never able to come to the understanding and knowledge of truth. There are so many people that are out there right now that if you ask them their opinion about the coronavirus or Donald Trump, they will tell you exactly what they think and they will say it with real conviction because they believe in what the thing is that they think. They believe in their opinion. But then you ask them what the meaning of life is. What's the meaning of your soul? Do you have a soul? What is this? What is that? And then they say, well, I don't know. I don't care about that stuff. Because what matters more is what I can predetermine as being true because if it validates my preconceived ideas and opinions, then it's got to be accurate. Right? I don't know. I don't know, fam. I don't know. All I do know is the Bible also says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. It says, let no one deceive themselves, for anyone that is among you that thinks that he or she is wise in this age, let them become a fool that they may become wise. That verse always used to confuse me when I was younger. That verse used to always confuse the heck out of me when I was younger. Let, him, let a person who thinks they're wise become a fool so they can become wise. What does that mean? What, what it means, it's actually kind of simple. We talked about humility last week, and it kind of deals a little bit with humility as well. But whenever the Bible says, let him become a fool that they may become wise, it's actually a little deeper than just being a humble person in this world. It's actually dealing more so with the issues of being in the world but not of the world. I'm okay with looking like a fool to everyone else that's around me 
if I am wise in the eyes of God. Is that a decision that you're willing to make? I'm okay, and I, I really am, and I'm not just saying this. I really am okay with looking like the loser and looking like I'm in last place if the God that I know to be true and real and have had experiences of truth with, um, if he determined in his Bible that the first will be last and the last will be first. Like, if I look like I'm in last place to you, that's fine. That might be where I need to be, not just to stay humble here, but so that God can take the foolish and make them wise I don't want to just be wise for the sake of being wise. I also don't want to be wise for the sake of saying, look how far I was able to come from being such a fool to being so wise. No, I just want God in my life. That's all that I want. And I really sincerely, sincerely mean that. That's all that I'm looking for. That's it. I just want my soul to grow. I just want who I am on the inside, who I have always been, who I need to become to flourish and to grow, to prosper, to... to to uh, just be, just just to be. I don't need to jump to conclusions. I don't need to de- de- develop predeterminations for anything. I don't need to be consumed with the fact that one truth and the other truth need to exist together just because, yes, all men are created equal. And maybe they are, maybe they're not. But the, the point I bring that up is just because people should be treated equally doesn't mean the truth is equal across the board. The other problem with truth is that people don't know how to determine what truth is. I figured it out a long time ago. Truth is a simple math equation. Here it is. Are you ready? Here it is. I wasn't even going to add this into this episode, but here you go. Truth is looked at best, I think, in this math equation here. Information plus experience equal truth. Think about that. Information. Hey, Jared, if you hit that wall, it's going to make a noise. Okay, that's just information. I go over and I hit the wall and it makes a noise. Now I have an experience. Now I can determine what that person told me was true. If I go over and I hit the wall and it does something, and I don't know what it was, and then I look and find information and I get the information piece from that person again they say oh that 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 sound you heard yeah they call that a noise <laughs> that sounds silly but but that's the way that it should work you should take your information and your experiences and develop your truth that way you don't necessarily have to have an experience with the coronavirus to determine that it's real that's not what i mean by that but i think that you need to have experiences with who you are on the inside before you can determine that that's who you are on the inside. I think that we all need to grow and we all need to be active in our growth. And I think that we need to stop worrying about jumping to conclusions. I think we need to stop being so consumed with needing to know all the answers all the time and to make predetermined predetermined uh, conclusions all the time. And I think we need to be a little more honest as well about the problem with truth. And I think we need to read Second Timothy chapter 3 again. I think that there's a lot of work to do still before we get anywhere close to being done with this virus, to being done with the political issues in our country, from being, you know, over the problem that we have just from day-to-day interaction with people, the problems that we have with day-to-day interactions with ourselves. Don't get so stuck on your predetermined ideals 
that you miss out on real growth and real opportunity for change in a positive direction. That's really what this whole episode's all about. Don't be stuck in your opinion that you are worthless and nothing and whatever, that you miss out on the fact that God's been trying to speak to you this whole time and say, look, I got something better for you. You might need to look like a fool in the eyes of the rest of the world, but you're not of the world. You're just in the world. Anyway, that's it. We're done. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully you'll share it with someone that uh, might enjoy it, might find something applicable, 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 applicable. I don't know. That's it. I'm done. All right. I will see you guys on the next one. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Soul Binge Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye.